Here we go. Welcome to the Transform with Travel podcast, where we share stories of personal transformation and life lessons through our experiences of traveling and exploring the world. Travel is the ultimate accelerator for personal growth, and it can be the root catalyst for the pivots and plot twists we make in our lives. I'm your host, Kelly Tolliday, and it's my mission to inspire you to live life to its fullest, travel with an open mind and heart, and let the world show you a new perspective. I'm so grateful you're here with us today, so let's dive right in. Happy exploring. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Transform with Travel podcast. I am sitting here with my beautiful, beautiful friend, Chloe Ravel. She is the other half of Rising Nature Retreats, and we are here today to talk about our year in review. Yes. So excited. So we have had some incredible, epic, life-changing experiences all around the world this year. 2023 was a whirlwind. I don't know if you felt the same way, Chloe, just yeah, ups and downs, ups and downs, baby. <laughs> we were riding a roller coaster this year, but as a business, and, and it really helped us, at least for, in my experience, although there were you know, big ups and downs in my personal life, big up and down just in the world and what we're seeing right now and the the climate of the world and and just everything that's happening. The thing that keeps me coming back and rooted is our why. Mm. What's our why? Why do we keep bringing experiences around the world? Why do we keep offering our services in this capacity? And that's been like my grounding point through the entire year. I love that. Yes. To stay centered and grounded is one of the practices that we teach so very much, but I definitely feel like this year has been one that has helped us fortify those, you know, practices because life has felt a little shaky and all over the place to come back to the reason that we do the things that we do, come back to the things, doing the things that we love, connecting with the people that make us feel inspired and full and complete. Like we've had a beautiful healing experience within 2023. So yeah. I'm excited to talk all about awesome. it. Awesome. And so we started the year off with a bang. We <laughs> went in January, we went to the Dominican Republic and not just the Dominican Republic. We went deep into the jungle in Samana. and Samana. And we stayed at a beautiful eco resort that had luxury tree houses that had no walls, no air conditioning, no Wi-Fi, and we were thrust into the jungle with 17 beautiful, beautiful guests, 18 actually, no, yeah, 17, 17 beautiful guests. And man, that was a whirlwind of a <laughs> retreat. We, you know, people came from all different backgrounds, all different lifestyles, all different ages, all different yoga, physical fitness abilities. And we just went into this jungle and and the theme of the retreat was rewild retreat. And boy, did we rewild. We got wild. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was a awesome. lot of fun. Oh, it was truly this theme around connecting back to nature, kind of connecting back to your own true nature and really becoming aware of how how nature can affect us in such a way. I think when we first got there, everyone was like a little bit in that fight or flight survival mode, like, wait. I knew that there wasn't going to be any walls and I knew I was going to be in the jungle, but shit, I'm actually, there is no walls and there's no Wi-Fi, and I can't sit up at night and text, you know, text my person or scroll Instagram. That first day, people were a little bit like, oh shoot, this is what I signed up for. But then by the end of the retreat, people were like, I don't want to go home. Like things slowed down so much for them. Their nervous systems got to reset. We talk a lot about this three-day effect. Mm -hmm. 
Michael Easter writes about it in his book, The Comfort Crisis. And the three-day effects really shows that you need to have three full days immersed, like a really immersive experience in nature, whether that's camping or even glamping or in a treehouse or whatever it is, hiking. After three days, your biological markers for stress go down. Your breath rate goes down. Your heart rate goes down. Your blood pressure goes down. And there's this overall feeling of increased vitality. And so this is why most of our multi-day retreats are three, four, five, six days long. But in particular, this retreat in DR, we totally saw people come down. Their nervous systems went from like that, you know, very American hustle bustle nervous system. And they were like melting into the floor by the end of the retreat. Yes. (laughs) But you had in particular, one of your absolute favorite retreat moments of this year happened in DR. Can you talk a little bit about that? I just remembered I have two. So I'm going to share. Oh gosh, you're going to (laughs) cheat. Fine. Fine. We always try to stick to one, but as you were speaking there, I just, it took me into another memory. So I'll share the first one, which was our day two. So after arriving the first night, settling in, we had our first excursion the next morning. And it was really awesome because the property that we were staying at had already this built-in zip line course. And it, was, it wasn't just one zip line. It was 12 from top to bottom, which... Again, I had read all about, but then in the actual act of preparing for this, I was like, whoa, this is going to be something really challenging for me personally because I was the first time I had ever ziplined before. And I was excited for it, but also just like a little nervous. And there was a, gr- a group of us, like maybe two or other, two other retreat guests who maybe felt similarly. And it was quite a hike to the top of the course. And so we used this moment for connection. We had everyone who was like really excited for the zip line at the top of the hike, really working their like hiking hot girl summer vibes all the way to the top of the mountain or top of the hill. And I was in the back with the stragglers and we were kind of all openly discussing what we were nervous about. And that experience alone, just hearing other people's perspective, also like when I shared my perspective, the kind of encouragement that I was feeling from the community, like mm-hmm. here I'm the retreat facilitator nervous about the zip line, right? Just having that sense of connection and community on the way up to the hike or up to the zip line was really amazing. So that by the time I got up there, I was already in a different mindset, already like I got this, like fired up all of each other. All of us were cheering each other on when we got to the top. And then as we took turns jumping off the first zip line, rooting for each other, coming up with our like alter ego, like badass woman nickname, you know, to like. What was was yours? I can't even remember, actually. I got to think. Do you remember another guest? Let's see, like, of course, for Mo, there's like Mo Mogul, like Mo Money. Yeah, yeah Mo let's Money. go Mo Money yeah. as she was like jumping off. And we got really awesome footage. So when I look back at those videos, like to feel that sense of camaraderie, that sense of community, it kind of rem- reminded me a little bit of like um, high school and sports and being on teams and that sense of pure excitement in that moment, in that presence. And it was probably one of the scariest things I did, but I... It had such a different perspective going into it that was less about like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. But like, oh, my God, I'm supported. Mm. Oh, my God, I'm being seen. I'm being heard. And I'm like I'm in this together with a a group of people. So that was an incredible experience. 
I'm not sure I'll ever zip line again. I think I just checked that off. Like it was awesome, but I think I'm good. You know what? <laughs> so, not everything is for everyone. Exactly. No, but it's so awesome to have that experience of allowing yourself to be in the discomfort, facing mm-hmm. it, empowering yourself in the process. So that was really awesome. G'day mates from the land down under. Just kidding. I'm right here in South Florida enjoying a true blue Aussie coffee, pastry, and meat pie at my absolute favorite cafe here in South Florida, Bites and Coffee. That's B-Y-T-E and Coffee located in Lighthouse Point. Bite and Coffee is owned and managed by the absolute best couple from down under, Dan and Kat, who moved to South Florida from Melbourne, Australia with the dream of bringing the incredible Aussie cafe culture to the States. As someone who's lived in Australia for five years, I surely do miss my Aussie flat white coffee, brekkie buns, and sausage rolls. But what I miss more is the sense of community when you step inside your favorite cafe. You know that feeling when you walk in and they already know your order and it's ready to go? Yeah, that kind of feeling. Bite and Coffee brings the good vibes, delicious food and coffee, and the true sense of family. I can bring my little girls for breakfast and know that they are welcomed. If you're living in South Florida or just visiting and passing by, I highly recommend heading over to Bite and Coffee and grabbing a coffee with your breakfast or lunch, or even checking out their incredible wine and beer selection with a delicious charcuterie board at night. It's the perfect spot for a catch up with a friend or a business meeting. As a special gift to listeners, when you order at Byte, be sure to mention Transform with Travel for 10% off your order. So go ahead and check it out. Byte and Coffee located in Lighthouse Point. And then I, I was just remembering that last excursion. So talking about first to last excursion, we took that private speedboat to pretty much like a private island, like a very exclusive, untouched little island or little coast off of the Samana Peninsula where we had this full beach to ourselves. And from the minute we arrived there, it was just so peaceful and so quiet. And we worked locally with a healer who's actually an MD by trade, but also works a lot within like the holistic healing space. She's a sound healer. She's a woman's empowerment coach. And she runs these really like primal ceremonies that are called mud ceremonies, which is essentially us covering ourselves up in this ceremonial mud, which is really incredible for our skin. But she infuses them with essential oils like lavender. And so they're also very calming to the body. She prayed on them. She prayed on them. She said different rites of passage, like to allow us to be on that land, to explore that, you know, element of the culture. And when we you know, as we're in that process where we feel so silly, at first I was like, are we really just going to cover ourselves up in mud and dance around on this island? And yes, we did. That's exactly what we did. And from the minute, I thought maybe everybody would be like really nervous about it or uncomfortable, but it was incredible because after that three-day three, three day effects, we were all just fully tapped in, mm. in that vitality, in that joy of life. The wild woman. Wild woman unleashed and we had the most incredible time. She brought different musical instruments, maracas, um, drums, and we were just dancing around and having the most amazing time on retreat. So, like, just thinking about the excursion, the excursions that come as part of these retreats, like, not only are you getting that wellness component and meditation, and of course, the sound baths, and you can sign up for massages and one on one coaching, but we make sure that these experiences have um, these immersive 
like deep dives into mm. the actual culture and the actual land in which we're visiting and that we're, you know, so lucky to be able to host retreat on. So yeah, I would say overall top moments of this year were the excursion component of our retreats. Yeah. I remember I was coaching one of our client, one of our guests from the DR retreat, Dominican Republic retreat, maybe a couple months ago. And she told me, you know, whenever I start doubting myself, I go back to that memory of me you know, banging on the maracas, run, like dancing around, whipping my hair around with my mud on me. And she's like, that is me in my truest, most authentic form. And I always go back to that moment as an anchor for me when I feel like I'm being fearful or constricting or holding myself back in some way. And so that's one of the biggest powers of having these immersive experiences and traveling with, with a group that is there to support you is that you're able to tap into your most truest, authentic self or have these experiences of empowerment when you've done a zip line that you were fearful yeah. of. And you're able to look back on that as an anchor when you are feeling the opposite emotion and say, you know what? I can do this because I did that. Mm -hmm. So then we went to, from Dominican Republic, then we went to Greece and we spent five nights, six days in this, in our island of Seraphos, Greece. And uh, what, what, what was one of your just like very quick, mm -hmm. like top favorite moment of Greece? Actually, I can go. So go, for yeah, so for me, it. one of my favorite th things that I realized as a facilitator was the importance of local connections. Mm. And so with every retreat we've done, we've always brought in different local healers. But Greece was really where that the importance of that was so cemented into me. We made lifelong, meaningful connections with Pavlos, with Olga, with Cynthia with the wine owners at the winery, like people who we can come back and they're gonna open, welcome us with open arms and hug us and say, welcome back to your home. Like that, I got, I just got chills. Like that is the power of bringing in local experts, not us thinking that we're the experts across the whole world and everyone's just coming for us. For me, it was like, wow, how can we enrich our guest experiences tenfold by bringing in these people who care so much about their island, who care so much about their modalities that they've learned? And so that to me was, as a facilitator, the highlight for sure. And all of you who are listening, who went on the Greece retreat, you will know exactly. Sergios, our bartender, like, oh my God, like best friend, you know? So- <laughs> So there's just ways that that to me was such a highlight. I don't know if there was anything else in Greece. For sure. I, I think that excursion up to the winery when we, you know, drove all the way to the tippy top of the island and had truly a 360 panoramic view of the Mediterranean, like looking around, you could see the different islands on the horizon. It was just so wonderful to arrive there and be in that full, like, I don't know, nature, <sighs> such a beautiful moment, like all around to feel nature in that capacity with that view and then connect with nature by tasting the, the, the harvest, which is these beautiful wines that they put on top of it being like an amazing climate, but they put all their heart and soul into creating these products and they have so much pride, right? Like they're so proud of what they create. And so because it's we, totally family owned, family owned decades. lineages, it is their ancestry. And to see the excitement of the owners there and the connections we made and how proud they were to serve us and how um, educational it was to just learn about the different flavor palettes and profiles. And it was just like those, those moments I find really stay embedded in my memory and in my experiences mm -hmm. and enrich me as a person because we talk about this now, the novelty of new experiences. They have the power to enrich our brain in 
really healthy ways. Mm -hmm. Like to be in a new experience outside of the automated everyday living, which we talked a little bit about on our last episode, really can create some impactful change just within your your brain health, totally. right? Your overall outlook in life, your perspective, your mental health. So yeah, I loved that experience up yeah. at the top of that mountain in Greece. Wow. That actually just reminded me, uh, one actually like a very concrete, specific memory is we met with this local guide. He is a historian buff on the island of Seraphos. There's only like 800 to 1,000 people, residents, any given time on this island. And he was doing our guided historical walk which was from the bottom of the the base of the pier, basically on the and the very sea, sea level mm -hmm. of the island, and we went all the way to the highest point that you can walk to at least easily, to the top of the Hora, which is the center of the town. And it was about two hours maybe to get to the top, and we got to know him and our group, and it's just it's such a testament to the kinds of people that come on our retreats, just how amazing they are. But Pavlos got really connected to us and we started talking about how can we connect for next year and just all these really fun, creative ideas. And then we got to the Hora at like 11 a.m. But in Greece in the summer, nothing's <laughs> open till like one or two. And we're like, well, we're freaking hungry. We just hiked for two hours. We need food. And he's like, hold on. The best restaurant in town are some of my best friends and they don't open. They don't actually don't open till dinner, but I'll see if they can open for lunch. And he was able to get these owners of this restaurant, they only open at 5 p.m. They opened for us at 11 and gave us the most, everyone said that was their absolute favorite meal of the entire retreat. And that was just by just by chance that Pavlos was our guide, that we connected with him on such a deep level and that he connected with us enough to put his neck out to say, hey, this is a good group. You should open for them. And that ended up being the, the most the most amazing meal that we yeah. had the entire trip. Delicious. So yeah, that just cemented that for yeah. me. Okay, so then from Greece, we went to Costa Rica <sighs> in September. We went to a tiny town just south of Puerto Viejo, which is on the Caribbean coast of Costa Rica, which does not get as much airtime as the Pacific coast. A lot of Americans, we travel to the Central Valley or North Pacific or South Pacific, but not a lot of people are, had made their way over to the Caribbean in the last two, three years, it has exploded post-pandemic, but you don't hear a lot of yoga retreats heading that way. So it's really special for us to bring a group of people to an area that I went to over 10 years ago, 12 years ago now, geez. And we were able to, to bring a group of nine beautiful women down to Costa Rica and just share such an immersive experience again in nature and being really kind of cocooned in our little mm. container that we had. So for me, the I have, I have two and I'll be very quick. One I've spoken about on the podcast before with Chloe, but surf lessons was life-changing. One woman in her 60s, she had never surfed before, never done a lesson before. And this the guide kept on pulling her back farther, you know, so the waves kept getting bigger and bigger and he was pulling her back onto these bigger waves. And I was like, oh my God, like go, you know, go you, you got this. And he pushed her on this big wave. She got up on her knees, she put her arms out, and she was just beaming, like smiling, beaming. You could see her from a mile away, just, just radiating. And we got done with the lesson and she came up to me and she said, you know, I think as I was surfing, I was thinking this is one of the best days of my life. I've, I haven't, I haven't been this happy in so long. And then she said, I, but now that I'm thinking about it, this actually is the best day of my life. <laughs> this is like, it just transformed the way that she viewed herself, the way that she's able to view the way that she can go out and tackle anything that she wants. She also has not been out of the country in a decade. She had to get a new passport to come on this trip. So just such a power of never let age hold you back, the power of intergenerational friendships and support that happens on oh this God. retreat. 
And then the second thing that I loved was you talked about in DR doing something that scared you, mm -hmm. which was the zip lining. Yeah. In Costa Rica, we did a Temescal ceremony, which is like a, a sweat lodge where it's a very small little yurt, like a very small little enclosed structure that you have to climb into and it's pitch black and they just build up the heat from this fire and build it up and build it up and you have to stay and you're sweating and it's hot and you can't really breathe very well. But for me, I am extremely claustrophobic. I became claustrophobic when I through my pregnancies. And I saw that little yurt when we walked through the jungle to get there. And I was like, oh, hell no, like, not fucking doing this. There's no chance in hell. I am climbing like literally on hands and knees. And then is there going to be room? Are people going to be on me? Is it like all the things? And my brother, God bless him. He does so, so, so many sweat lodges down in Miami. So he's kind of prepped me for this. He, he was trying to tell me what to expect. And he's like, Kelly, it is mind over matter. You will realize there's a certain point where your physical body can withstand it. And it's just your mind telling you to get out. Yep. It's like, I, you will change your life if you're able to stay in here, especially changing my relationship with my claustrophobia. And so a lot of other guests were feeling the same way. And so I think it's also really powerful for guests to see us go through our own thing. Yeah. Like you had to go through your own shit to get on that zip line. I had to go, like I was literally, I guests were like, I want to be on the back of the line. I'm like, no, I'm going to be in the back <laughs> of the line. Like you get, you go in front of me. Like I was pushing people in front of me. <laughs> but luckily in the same way that like I've had experience zip lining and I love zip lining, I was able to support people through the zip line process. Chloe has been through a Temescal ceremony. She, I wouldn't say maybe enjoys, but she can appreciate the experience and she was able to prep and coach people through that experience. So it's so powerful that the two of us can be going through our own thing and be scared about something and still do it anyway. And you know what? I did it. I made it through the whole thing. I was like crying and laughing and just so joyous. And there was that, that experience sealed it. So sealed our container of love and support for each other so much. And I'm so proud of myself. Same thing. I don't know if I'll ever get into a Temezcal ceremony again, but I did it. And now when I start feeling claustrophobic in spaces, I know I can tap back into that mental game to get me out of it. I love it. Yeah. What about you? What's, what about you for Costa? Oh, Costa, <sighs> Costa Rica. I feel like I still feel the energy of like Costa Rica, mm -hmm. like all around Pura me. Vida. Pura Vida, all the way. I truly enjoyed, I shared this on the last night of retreat, the way, the nourishment component of it. We... Back to your point of working with amazing locals, we had we were working with a chef and a sous chef. The chef was local or from Costa Rica, Chico, and then the sous chef and a an American expat living in Costa Rica for the last like fifteen years or so. And the way that Costa Rican lifestyle is supportive of the healthy modalities of like just abiding by like the like gluten-free protocols or dairy-free protocols, which is very much a part of my everyday life in the States. Sometimes I struggle when I travel to Europe and different places with, that are not fully like, you know, there's feta cheese everywhere in mm. Greece. And how are you not going to try that? But I felt that in Costa Rica, having that chef that was so in tune to our needs and what they, he was preparing and the creativity in food and the freshness of local ingredients and, and the pride. He had the pride. So he much just pride. cared so mm -hmm. much. He was creating art every time we were served. We felt like we didn't even want to try our food. It looked so beautiful. They were like, this is a masterpiece. Also, his connection to making sure that we understood what we were eating. So like every single evening when we were served dinner, um, we would get educated on the different kinds of fruits and veggies he was using on um, the different like Costa Rican Costa Rica is like a blend of different cultures, including this amazing cooking class that we did with 
Josefina, who is incredible. And she walked us through the Caribbean lineage of like Jamaican ancestries cuisine that had been embedded with the Costa Rican cuisine in this awesome understanding of the fusion of culinary flavors just like that whole like food on Costa Rica was next level and I felt my best being able to nourish my body in that capacity being more mindful in the way that I was eating and just knowing where my food came from that was really really special and I I love that about retreats and we have so much to talk about what an amazing year it's been And when I, uh, speaking of that chef, uh, he was so conscious of the activities that we were doing. So after our surf lesson, he had a really (laughs) hearty rice and chicken and, you know, all the really hearty meal. And before our Temezcal ceremony, you're not really supposed to eat so heavy. So we had a really light taco. It wasn't like a really heavy taco, but it was like a taco salad. So you could, you could pick how much you wanted on your plate and you got to decide. And we were all told, you know, don't eat too much before. So he was just really conscious of, there was one... One day where we did a lot of activities, I can't remember what it was, but he made this beautiful warming stew. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I felt like you guys really needed something. Oh, that like was after Temescal. It was after Temescal. He mm-hmm. Again, he, he made a beautiful, nourishing, warming and grounding stew. Like yeah. he was, he looked at the itinerary and based what he was going to cook based so, on that. Like it so was amazing. just so good. So you meet so many amazing people on these. Retreats. I mean, that's just literally snippets of mm-hmm. each retreat. We could literally go on for hours and we will eventually, but I, we just wanted to wrap up the year. This is airing on December 26th. So it's the day after Christmas, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy new year, all the, all the things, all the holidays. We just wanted to wrap up with just so much gratitude for being able to do this work, gratitude for everyone who continues to say yes to themselves in this such profound capacity, who continue to trust us as their travel and wellness experts and for each other for, like we said, it was a big year of personal ups and downs and to be able to stand by each other's side, you know, some days you had to step in and I had to take a back seat and some days I had to step in and you had, you know, it just being able to flow with each other in this way. It definitely ripples into our retreats and what's felt for our clients And we just thank you guys so much for being along for the ride and check us out on our website and our Instagram for upcoming events and classes and retreats and all the amazing things that are coming up and anything else you want to end with. We're we're just out here living our best life. We know that when we teach a lot about burnout and how to create balance in everyday living, we know that stress doesn't just, we can't wish it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life has its ebbs and flows. And I think the best that we can do is show up as our best self. And that looks a little different every day. We say that on retreat, sometimes you need to sleep in. Sometimes you need an invigorating inversion workshop to believe in your power to get upside down, you mm-hmm. know, and have that support. But we find that when we do this within the container of community, so much growth and expansion and healing is happening. So if you've been considering coming on a retreat and you're just like nervous about it or have questions about how to, like which is the best retreat for you, you know, just any questions about logistics and travel, you want to share about what you've been working on personally and if that fits within the curriculum that we're offering, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Kelly and I are really engaged in this business. So you're you're working directly with us leading up to these retreats and afterwards. So yeah, reach out and connect and cheers to an amazing 2024. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Transform with Travel podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode of inspiration, adventure, and exploration. If you felt inspired by this episode, please rate and review in whatever streaming app you're listening from. This allows us to spread the word even more and continue to serve up weekly doses of adventure. As always, we'd love if you could share the episode with someone in your life who you think will benefit from this conversation. Thanks so much for listening. This is your reminder to get out there and keep on exploring.